Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from the southern edge of northern Alberta, Canada. Episode 42 What You Can Have. When I sent Mike to the naturopath back in June, he came home with a bag full of supplements and the recommendation to do a seven-day brown rice cleanse. Between moving and being on nights and other shenanigans, he never quite got to it, but he started it today, and I'm doing it along with him. Since I've quite clearly been stress-eating, and definitely not the things I should be eating, I figured it couldn't hurt me to spend a week not eating chips, processed food, and the like, And by doing it together, he's more likely to stick to it as well. What I appreciate most about the sheet of paper that details the diet, single-sided with allowed foods only taking up half the sheet, is the little note at the bottom that says, this isn't going to be easy for you. Clearly, whoever wrote this up has a clear understanding of human nature. It also says, instead of focusing on the things you can't have, focus instead on the things you can. Mike, having not had to limit his diet like this for more than just a day, is understandably grumpy about the whole thing. It's just seven days, I tell him, to which he replies, yeah, seven days of chicken and rice. Brown rice? You can have all the tomatoes and cucumber you want, I tell him. Yeah, but no dip. And when we were out getting my cell phone fixed, I offered that we could go get tea at the David's Tea in the Mall. Yeah, but only herbal teas, not even oolong. And this, this is the reason that big overnight lifestyle changes rarely work. We are all creatures of habit, comfortable in our routines. The moment we decide to change up the routine, no matter that it's for the better, the brain plays this funny trick on us and all the comfort around the things no longer there are the only things that we can think about. I'm guilty of it myself. My food restrictions have not been the easiest thing in the world to cope with, but I've gotten a lot better at it. But the thing that's really bothering me right now is the lack of house. I've mentioned before that I'm the type of person that doesn't do well without stability, and my own space is a huge part of that. I've been waking up at nights lately, unable to go back to sleep, for no apparent reason other than just a vague feeling of discomfort. It's been over a month since we moved out and it's just under a month until we move in. Right now, I'm focusing on the things I don't have. Things like a proper closet, easy access to a washer and dryer, space to work on my homework and maybe leave the laptop set up, and all the proper staples of a well-stocked pantry. But it's not doing me any good. Thinking about all the spices I'd like to have access to, and that I know I do own, doesn't make it any easier to stand at the stove with just basil, oregano, salt, and pepper. Thinking about what I'm going to do when I get all my yarn back won't make me magically have more time or knit any faster. What I need to do is focus on the things I do have. I have a bed to sleep in and a closet for my clothes. I have some yarn. I have internet access so I can keep posting my podcast over these few months. I have a place where I can work on my homework, even if I have to pack it up at the end of each session. I have yarn enough for more projects than I could ever knit in the month left to me, and there are yarn stores around if I, by some miracle, happen to run out. I know these things, 
but they are not my default thoughts. There are times in our lives, I think, where it's harder to automatically see the positive side of things, even if you are by nature a positive person. And I think it's important to accept those times and not berate yourself for them. It's important to realize the factors at play in your life and understand how they're affecting you. Today might be a day where you find it hard to be positive, but tomorrow may not. Tonight, I'm cobbling together a concoction that I hope will somewhat resemble our normal quinoa salad, given the limitations of the cleanse, my ongoing food issues, and also our supplies. Even if it doesn't resemble the normal quinoa salad, I'm hoping it will taste good. There's loads of fruit and vegetables and salad in the fridge, and I even bought salmon for Mike to treat himself. Seven days isn't so long when you think about all the things you can have. And neither's a month. I just need to keep reminding myself of that. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiber Week. This probably isn't the right day for me to be recording, but it's the day of the podcast, so I am. And the reason it's not probably the best day was because once again this morning I was pretty close to just dropping out of the Master Spinner program. And and I don't want to, and things were going really well, and then and then the 12 TPI skein that I'd spun up and washed didn't balance. I was really I was really happy with it too, and that's the part that kills me. It, it, I was happy with it. It I didn't have any problems spinning it, and then it didn't balance again. So I tried to fix it. I uh got out my spindle and I I uh took out some some of the twist and got it so that it was only uh, doing a, a half of a twist, which is perfectly acceptable. Um, and uh, and then I tried to uh, do the measurements on it, and it was so far from being consistent twists per inch that there was no way that I could put it in my book. And I'm not sure if that's because I, you know, I, I took some of the twist out, or if it was just like that to begin with. So I don't know. On the positive side, the um, the punis that I had carted up spun quite well. The uh, the ginned cotton skein was fine, no problems there, and I even have enough of it that I can uh, I can boil the rest of it for my set cotton skein. So that at least will be done once I can throw that into a pot and boil it. The uh, the cotton silk blend also turned out quite nice. And, uh, and so those are in my book. And then I was looking at what I have left to spin and the Bombix, um, Bombix silk that I had spun up as the test for my dyeing skeins for level four, but I didn't have enough Bombix. I looked at that and, and it was actually fairly even. And so I went looking for a place to put it and it turned out that I could use it as a coverage yarn for silk embroidery. So I thought, why not? So I pulled out 10 yards of that, put it in my book, and I've got the rest ready to embroider 
once I get all my stuff back because I need a small embroidery hoop and that has been packed and it is away with the movers. So September 10th, I get that back. So that's good. I got three skeins into my book this week. Um, but then of course the one failed dramatically. And and the problem is that I still don't know where, where I'm going wrong. I thought I'd resolved the issue, which is that I don't have enough twist in my singles, but apparently I didn't. So I have to think about that again. And one of the things I'm thinking is that I'm going to try and find a drafting zone and treadle combination where I have to round up. Because clearly I'm not putting enough twists in my singles, and I don't know if that's because I'm not doing the right drafting zone or what, but but clearly I need more. So if I find a, a treadle and, and drafting zone uh, combination where I have to round up for the singles and maybe round down for the ply, maybe I can, you know make up the difference. I have no idea. On the upside, when things were going really well, which was yesterday, I went outside and I carted up uh, a few things for for um, the rest of what I have to do. Now, I sat down yesterday and I wrote out everything I have left to do. And it works out to about 18 skeins plus the final project, which is still a lot, but I'm about half done. And five of those can double up. I can, I can, if I spend a little bit more for the baby outfit, which I'm going to do as a two-ply cotton, then I can use that for my two-ply cotton skein. There's two wool silk blends, and I don't know why there are two, but I'm going to make them the same. And if I lose marks for that, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm just trying to get it done. And then... Uh, I'm thinking we also have to do a two-ply worsted out of wool, and I'm thinking I'm going to use that for my as my final project wool. But then, too, I'm thinking, can I do it in four twists per inch? Because then that would be, you know, a triple threat, which would be good. And then silk for sweater. We I also need a two-ply two-ply silk. So I'm thinking I'm just going to double up on those and go from there. So what I did yesterday, I went outside and uh, and I carted up some punis again. Now, what I did first was I blended, uh, it was 20% sari silk with 80% green cotton, easy spin cotton. And what I plan to do with this, and I'm, ste- <laughs> I'm stealing the idea from, from Kara, who uh, for her summer top, blended cotton and sari silk. So I'm stealing the idea because it turned out really nice. And what I'm going to do, so I'm going to spin up one single of the blend and two singles of just the plain green cotton, because I just want a little bit of texture and color, not a ton. And then the three ply will give me hopefully a, a yarn with a, with a heavy enough hand that maybe it'll be like a fingering or maybe probably a fingering, but that would be okay for like a, a nice open uh, top like a nice open work in either, you know, crochet or, or maybe in knit. We'll find out. So I did that. That actually turned out quite nice. And then I also did my, my cotton wool blend. 
I went to the storage unit and I dug up some of the wool because I kept the wool out from the movers because I knew I needed it. So I went in there and I, and I took a look and I happened to, when I pulled the bag down, I'm like, hey, there's a little bag of Tunis back from level one. And I remember the Tunis being very short. And so I pulled that out and yes, indeed, it was about an inch. So I blended that, again, 80% wool to 20% cotton with Sea Island. The staple lengths were about the same. So I, I did those up into punis. And I did, I did eight punis of the sari silk and cotton. And I did, uh, what was it? 17 of the, the wool and cotton. So I've got that ready to go. And while I was also there, I pulled out a whole bunch of other wool because I need to do a wool silk blend as well as a three-ply woolen and a wool blend. So I'm feeling really useless right now. So if I do the wools, hopefully they balance, then maybe I won't feel like such a failure as a spinner, at least for the moment. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm still really pushing to get this done. We're here in this place for another, I don't know, less than two weeks now. And then we're 17 days in a private room in a house through Airbnb. I'm, I can't afford to take those 17 days off my homework, so I'm taking it with me. But I'm hoping, hoping that I figure out what's going wrong. And, and if not, I'll just keep practicing. Then when we're in the house, I've got just under two months to get everything else done. So that is where I am at for Master Spinner. Fiber Notes. Well, even though the homework's not going so well... The knitting is actually going quite well. Um, I, obviously, I didn't finish the sock this week, but I'm about halfway down the leg. The uh, Putting the beads on is getting easier. The second sock always seems to go just that much faster. Like, I haven't had a ton of knitting time. Just uh, just knit groups and uh, and the occasional break at work because I'm trying to do a bit more walking. But uh, But yeah, like, it just seems to be going quickly. Maybe because I know what I'm doing now or, or what have you. So I'm about halfway through and, uh, and then it's onto the heel and the, and the, and the, you know, the, the, the top of the foot and, and then off I go. And then I have a pair of socks. I actually, it was, uh, it's been up and down with weather this week. It's been hot or not hot. And yeah, the weather just can't decide. So the, on Monday, I didn't wear socks and my feet were freezing. And then on Tuesday, I decided, you know, okay, there was this article in the paper that said that socks and sandals were okay for women to wear. So I grabbed my my silver socks, the Tour de, Tour de Socks Stage 1 socks, and, uh, and I put them on with a skirt and I went to work. <laughs> and I felt really self-conscious about it all day, but... Uh, but I got some nice compliments about it and my feet were warm, which was really the most important part for me because yeah, my feet were freezing the day before. So to heck with it. And really these socks that I'm knitting, cause all the fun stuff is at the back. You can't wear them 
pants because then no one's gonna see all the beads and all the fun so I had to I had to get over it so I did and I felt okay about it afterwards so yeah that's uh that's my big story for the week I wore socks with sandals and I didn't die (laughs) Um, but I'm really desperately trying not to cast on anything because I want to finish the socks and the problem is that when I went to Enjoy Center Knitting last week, Colleen was working on a new shawl and the pattern was free at the time and I put it in my library and it's an easy, easy garter stitch shawl. And I have all this sock yarn that I kept out for uh, Tour de Sock that I could easily grab one of those. And in fact, there's one in there that's shades of blue and the, uh, the pattern is called the Big Blue. I'm really trying not to cast it on. Mostly because I have stuff to work on. I've got a shawl, the Star Maiden shawl. I should keep working on that. I've got the socks. I really don't need to cast on anything new. So I won't. Although if I succumb by next episode, yeah. Sometimes the brain just needs, hey, the whole comfort thing, right? Cast on a new project. I don't know. We'll see. Anyhow, yeah, not much to report on fiber notes. Uh, two weeks. Next episode, technically I should be done the sock by then. But we'll we'll see. I'm really pushing hard on the homework too, so we'll find out. By the Wayside Now that there's just filling in left, it really seems like the tapestry's going fast. And I and I know I've been working on it now for, what are we now, uh, a year and eight months since I really started the podcast. And I know that's a long time, but, but now it just seems to be flying. So last episode, um, once I posted the last episode, I, I sat down and I worked on the tapestry. And I got the top border finished, like it was done, finished, done. So that was, that was good. And then I sat down yesterday and I got to work on the man on the tree and I finished the man and I got a little bit more done on the tree. And that's the, I mean, it won't take long. I don't think for the tree to be finished. I should, my certainly by next episode, the tree should be done. And then it's just the bottom border left. That's it. Bottom border get it washed, kind of block it out a little bit, and and give it to Nathan. Wow, right? <laughs> it's bittersweet almost, but I'm really, really thrilled with, uh, with how it's turning out. So the, uh, yeah, just uh, the, the man on the tree. Again, there was some, you know, there's, there's some bits where you have to go around some of the outlining. That's good practice for the boar, which is coming up. I think when I do the bottom border, I think I am going to start with the boar. Just because I have a feeling it's going to be the trickiest. And if I can get through that, the rest of it shouldn't be a problem. So, anyhow, I'm really happy with how it's looking. And yeah, the only thing in my life, in terms of fiber work, that's not going well right now is the homework. Yeah, I know. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the tapestry. And, and I, I like to have that where something's going really well, and I'm really pleased with the result. So I'm glad the tapestry is in my life right now. Let's just put it that way. So that's the By the Wayside update. Thank you for joining me for episode 42. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 43 on August 24th, 2014. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion in our group on Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at ness, as in Loch Ness, at bythefiberside.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.